Hello, you're listening to Dope Comedians, a podcast about comedians who use weed to help with depression and whatever else is going on in life. Subscribe today to listen to subscriber-only episodes and audio, as well as bonus episodes and clips. To gain full access, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and YouTube Podcasts. Now, let's get at it. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Yo, what up, everybody? It's your girl, Marcella Riley. And I just want to remind y'all that if you like this podcast, then please take a moment and go to wherever you're listening to this show and click subscribe. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a five-star rating. Uh, it doesn't take that much time to do, but it helps us out so, so much. So get over there and do it right now. Uh, and also, if you want to come get high with us, then follow the show on Instagram at High Hopes Live. And you can also find me at Cool Black Chick. Um, I'm still waiting on you to subscribe. I haven't seen it yet. Like where I'm waiting. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Thank y'all. Okay. All right. Enjoy the show. Bye. Welcome to another episode of High Hopes. I'm your girl, Marcella Riley. And I'm sitting next to, he's a comedian, a writer, accidental professional waiter from the great state of Utah. He can be seen performing stand-up around town and primarily at the basement of a wine bar in Atwater Village. That's true. <laughs> Please, everybody, welcome to the show, Skylar Bingham. Thank you. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You're a cool dude. Oh, thanks. And I like your shirt, your as I already commented. I already like your shirt. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, I've ha- I don't know why I have not been wearing this for all of my episodes. Like I was, I- that was a question, though. <laughs> is, do you wear that every episode? No, I was in my closet, because uh, I actually had time today. I like, got home a little bit earlier from work, 
And then uh, I usually like try to put on something more comfortable. And then I was like, oh, wait, I forgot I had this. Yeah, it's very appropriate. This is the 16th episode, and this is my first time <laughs> wearing this. Wow. <laughs> what what other t-shirts have made appearances? Um probably my Rolling with the Homies uh clueless shirt. I've got a I heart Does it nerd. have the departed uh so and so? No. Oh no, oh no it doesn't. No, it, no, just, it just says it, yeah. What's her name again? Um Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, rest yeah, in no, peace. It's sad. She was really good. Yeah. Remember that spooky movie that she was in? Don't mm. say a word. And she was like, I'll never tell. It was no. huge. It was like a flash in the pan thing. It was like for that summer, everybody was like, I'll never tell. And she did this weird <laughs> thing with her finger. Remember. And then at the end of the movie, you find out that she's uh, she has like some sort of post-traumatic stress disorder. And the thing that she's doing with her finger is writing down the number that's like the code to the thing that they're figuring out. Oh, she's how old was she when she did that? I think it was like a couple of years before she died. Oh, so it was like her and Michael don't Douglas. Don't say a word. This. I, I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I remember from Brittany Murphy, uh, Clueless... Um, she was in Girl Interrupted. Mm-hmm. She ate the chicken bones. <laughs> she didn't want to. Forgot about that. Yep. Yeah. Um, what else has she done? Oh, she was in the movie with, with Eminem. Oh, yeah. Eight Mile. Eight Mile. They did it standing up. I remember that. They did it standing up. <laughs> you remember like the I weird little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I just remember seeing that because I think I was like in middle school when that came out. I was like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. How do they do it? Um, it out. Oh, man. It's, it's pretty complicated. Uh, I only recommend it if you're very, very fit. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So like what is what do you do? Did you do comedy in Utah? Uh, not really. I did. Uh, I moved to Chicago when I was like uh, college age, when I should have been in college. Um, you were college age when you should have been in college. I moved to Chicago to do comedy. College. Oh, so instead, college of going, okay, <laughs> instead of going, okay, instead of going to college, <laughs> I studied comedy in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think I tr- I tried to do a little bit of comedy in Utah, but it just wasn't the comedy that I wanted wanted to do. Yeah, and was interested in so. I moved to Chicago. And did they did have like stages and so like what's the, the what's the the scene in Utah? What I made you go to, to? I didn't explore it enough. Really, what happened was I knew that like um, Second City was a place where like half the people from Saturday Night Live came from, mm-hmm. and that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just moved to Chicago. Okay, like I went out there. Like I went out there. I did a like an immersion for a week and made sure that it like made sense to me, and then I. And then I moved out there and then yeah. I studied and did comedy in Chicago for a long time. For how long? Uh, like four or five years. Okay. So you're yeah, legit. I guess. So. <laughs> I guess I am. I mean, yeah, you went to where that's where like Im- improv like kind of started. Like I didn't know. That's that's true. Yeah. It started at the University of Chicago, they say. Yeah. I read the book. Yeah. Which one? Uh, it's called Something Wonderful Right Away. It's about how they started the Second City, and they started it at the University of Chicago because there wasn't oh. a theater program. And then one of the kids there, his mom was like a big theater lady. I don't know why I'm talking about this. Because <laughs> I asked you. Viola Spolin. Viola Spolin? Yeah, she created like a bunch of improv games. And then her son, I can't remember his name, like Paul something? Sills? I don't know. Paul Newman? Uh, Paul yeah, Simon? Paul Newman. Paul Higgins. I'm sure I got my paws on it. And then they started doing like 
improv at the University of Chicago, and then eventually it became some other thing, and then it became Second City. Okay. I didn't know that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then when did you end up here in L.A.? Uh, like a year and a half ago. Oh, yeah. So I met my, my wife in Chicago, okay. and then she was moving to New York, um, and I followed her out there, and then we lived there for a couple of years, and then we were like, we... I, all I want in life is like a hammock and a grill. <laughs> and you can't get that <laughs> Not in New, New York. York no. so, yeah. So we moved here. So you moved here. How yeah. do you like it so far? I like it. My thing is I loved Chicago. Mm-hmm. I hated New York. And I like it here. And that feels <laughs> the most healthy. Like <laughs> just to like it somewhere. And yeah. Not, yeah. Well, hopefully. Yeah. So it feels like the most like home. It feels the most similar to Utah. Okay. Just because it's like freeway and suburbs and there's mountains and stuff. Yeah. And it's really dry. Very, very dry. <laughs> yeah. Um, where at area do you guys live in? We live in like Century City. We're on the we're on oh. the border of Century City and Beverly Hills. And Fancy. we only live there because I ban- I manage the building that we oh. live in. Oh. Ooh, uh, what is that like? <laughs> it's totally fine. Is it? Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I imagine that the other the other places could be a nightmare, but the building's not too big. And okay, so you you're like the super. I guess I never figured out what a super is. We had one in New York. Yeah, they don't really have. They don't call them supers here. They're like building Resident managers. managers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm a super. <laughs> they haven't told me. <laughs> I would say you are. We just call it's the same thing. It's we the just, same call thing it, we just call it. Yeah, something it. different. Yeah. Cool. I feel better about. I want to call, start calling myself the super. P- uh, it's never going to catch on. No. The LA is like, no, we no. stick to whatever it is. Like we don't, we don't switch. Yeah. That's how we are, are you here. From here. I am. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Angelino. Yep. True. True. True and true. From the LBC. Oh, nice. Yeah. Have you been there? Yeah. There's a dog park down there. That's really good on the a dog beach. Yeah. Rosie's dog beach. Yeah. Yeah. I discovered that part of the beach by just, just dumb little kid just walking i was just bored not dumb just bored little kid just walking from one end of long beach to the other and then i was like oh i got to a part part where there's like dogs everywhere like at first what it was just pe- yeah i was like wait a minute <laughs> and then yeah i was like oh we have a dog beach yeah 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 that's the best dog well it's sad that dogs aren't allowed in so many be- we have to drive like an hour to take my yeah. dog to the beach and he loves it um and then i don't go very often because yeah which beach do you guys go to regularly without the dog with the dog with the dog rosie's beach that's where you go okay damn that is far yeah i was just at the beach a week ago the first day was hot in june uh is when i went uh, i think it was a sunday um and someone had a dog and nobody said anything yeah i think you can get away with it sometimes yeah but then but if you try it and then you don't get away with it then you gotta bounce right away like what are you gonna do you just have to leave you know yeah i don't know i don't have dogs (laughs) (laughs) you should try taking your cat (laughs) um in new york i took her to the park all the time really yeah wow in her uh in her case and then i'd find i had like my little spots that i knew in central park that were just pretty secluded or like barely any people ever walked by and i would just kind of let her hang out and keep an eye out on her and and then you just call her and she'd come back? I would usually have to go get her. <laughs> she wouldn't go. <laughs> it was never that easy. But sometimes I would keep her on a, um, I think I had a, a, did I have one on a leash? I think I did. And so either I would keep her, I keep the leash on and just kind of let her walk around with it on. So if I had to grab her, I'd just grab the leash and yeah, yeah, yeah. pull her back. But it was never a big deal because she's kind of a scaredy cat too. Like 
she'll go out but not super far because yeah. she's always inside she's used to being indoors yeah we always we lived in utah growing up and so our cats would just be like you'd let them out and then they'd come back like three days later <laughs> and they'd have like God. their eye all screwed up oh. and then you'd be like, oh, sorry. but yeah or they'd come back and then a few months later we'd have kittens you know <laughs> <laughs> it happened like three times <laughs> They're country folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, my cat and one of my cats in Long Beach growing up, uh, we called him Compton. Uh, he was all black and he had like a one little, kind of like your dog, mm-hmm. a little white thing um, underneath his chin. But we called him Compton because he walked like he was from the hood. <laughs> and he literally, he was an outdoors cat. And he would, uh, when he heard, when I got my car in high school, he knew the sound of it. And when I was driving home, whenever I was driving home, he would go out in the middle of the fucking street and I had to stop and he'd jump on the fucking hood of the car. And I would, yeah, well, I would drive slow when he jumped on. I wouldn't like, yeah, yeah. I knew I was like, where the fuck is Compton? (laughs) And then I would just slow down. I'd just see him sit in the middle of the street and he'd jump on my car. I swear to God. And then I pull it into the driveway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. And then he started, he discovered uh, that he could go on the roof and uh and he would climb on the roof and somehow like hang on my window and like tap i don't this cat was crazy he would somehow like make noises on the window and so i could hear him and then i would open the window but he would just be like hanging i'm like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) they are like that that's what they yeah like our cat would like bang on the blinds and that's how we would know to let her out (laughs) and then she would just like jump at my mom's window was like the closest window That's and then just sort of like slide down the window and then it would be like you have to go get let her in yeah at like three o'clock in the morning no matter what they don't give a fuck no cats are crazy um no, <laughs> <laughs> well uh let's get high okay so you're gonna be maybe disappointed i don't know Why? Uh, so use it for uh, depression and anxiety. Okay. And I'm an active Mormon, which mm-hmm. is part of the stuff that we're going to talk about. Absolutely. So I'm pretty like um, selective with the way that I do think. Um, so I, pro- I won't partake of any of that. Okay. But I will take uh, mine and you're welcome to have some of that. Absolutely. Let's get it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I... People can't hear me, can they? No. That's okay, because the sirens are going right now. Skyler is, uh, he's got this big backpack. And he's pulling all these things out. Ooh, that looks pretty. Well, that's just like a CBD gummy. For Instagram. Oh, it's a gummy. Yeah. And so normally what I do is just CBD, and then I also have a vape pen that's in there somewhere (laughs) that I use when I'm having like... A really bad like anxiety attack or something yeah. you need it right away because this is like it's an edible so it takes a while to like get does, into your yeah. system so then i have like a vape in times of terror terror <laughs> wow okay if it gets i mean that was dramatic <laughs> but not really it could be it, could, it does sometimes it you're just that, like, yeah really overwhelmed. yeah i'm just gonna pull this up go ahead and grab it and then um it. are we gonna have this yeah okay what um, do you I'll I'll let you show me how to. Um, so it's just a gummy in there. Okay. Um, and it. That is good because you know a lot oh of yeah, like there's edibles. Just one. Well, that's that's for you. Is it or for us? Yeah. We can split it. We'll do it. Um, 
Because part of my thing is, so there was a long time where I wasn't really interested in the Mormon church and I was really interested in weed. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if the two things were correlated. Um, But I noticed during that time that it helped with my anxiety and, uh, and depression and stuff like that while also getting me high and being fun. Yeah. Um, so when it was time, my whole backpack, the whole contents of my backpack are on your living room floor. I'm going to try to rip this in half. It could be in there. What, your vape pen? Do you smoke any... Uh, oh, wait. Your vape is what? What is your vape again? So it's uh, the Bliss Pen from Humboldt. Are you familiar with that? I'm not. So it's a... Um, it's just a pen, and it's really nice. The doses are like five milligrams per like puff that you take. Yeah, and it vibrates when uh, when you've taken that amount. Really? So my whole thing is like, and it might just be justification, and I'm not sure. You know, it could change tomorrow. But it's just like if you're using it for anxiety and depression, then like know what you're doing. Right. You know what I mean? Um, it's watermelon. It's good. Oh. Hey, you got the watermelon. <laughs> you know what's up. <laughs> mm. It doesn't taste like wheat. It just tastes like a real. This could be dangerous. Oh, but but it's CBD. Exactly. <laughs> and that's part of my point is that CBD genuinely doesn't get you high. Yeah. And there's um. Utah is passing is like proposing a medical marijuana. Um, law that's going to be on the ballot this fall that would be similar to the one that California had before this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like people are really nervous about it. The Mormon church is nervous about it. They put out an official statement that was like, we hired this um, law firm to go over like the contents of what this law would mean. And here's what we found. And mm. the church always tries to like with its members, like not take any political stand, but they will yeah. like release a statement and be like, just FYI. Just FYI. Here's what we found. But it's yeah. interesting because it's like, it's a law firm that they hired that's like across the street from the church headquarters. <laughs> that's like in a building that the church helped. So build. it's like, the, so it's like, um, they basically you know, work for the church. And then they also say, like, we're not, you know, we don't want to say, tell anybody how they should vote, but this is what we've found and make your own choices. And then it's like, Oof. right. Well, how long have you been a Mormon? So I've been been practicing more my whole life. Okay. Um, And then, you know, like your teen years as anybody, I was not interested. Okay. But my parents weren't like pushing it on me or anything Mm -hmm. like that. I'm going to give up on that and then maybe it'll appear later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I always, you know, what's funny is I'm always like, I, I can prove to people that like, I'm a person who has anxiety and depression and uses marijuana for it that functions really well. And then I have to dump out my backpack (laughs) to find anything, but they're not related. I promise. (laughs) This is just who I am. I believe Um, you. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. It's just an interesting thing. And so my, my whole thing is just like CBD doesn't get you high. It only has the beneficial properties of marijuana. THC is where, the fun is and if you want you know if you want to do it i think you should be able to have it as a choice of medicine okay so here here's my question for you okay um because i grew up in uh christian church christianity Mm -hmm. 
I don't practice it anymore. But uh, in, in Christian, uh, in the Bible, there's the, the Ten Commandments. Uh, what would the equivalent of that be like uh, for Mormonism? Like the Ten Commandments are like, yeah. do not do. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Mormons believe in the Ten Commandments because they okay. believe in the New and Old Testament as well as the Book of Mormon, which is like, uh, I don't know if you ever saw the Book of Mormon, the musical. I did not. It's know. one of the bef- best references to tell people what it is, even though it sounds crazy in it. Um, the Book of Mormon is considered like another testament, like a new, a new, new testament. Uh, okay. It's called another testament. Okay. Um, and so we believe in the Ten Commandments and then just like some more stuff. <laughs> so what's the other stuff? <laughs> <laughs> so the other stuff would just be like, we believe in like the concept of eternal marriage, which is like that after you die, you, you can exist in the same family units that you're on earth with. Okay. And, um, and there's this thing called the, the word of wisdom, which is, uh, like a health law in the church that talks about, um, like not drinking, you know how Mormons are famous for like not drinking or yeah, any of yeah, that yeah. stuff. That's the health code that says like, don't drink alcohol, don't do illicit drugs, which it doesn't say, uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> there weren't illicit drugs in the 1860s <laughs> and they just 30s or whatever. That, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it says like, don't drink hot drinks, which they hot drinks. Yeah. Like it says tea? hot drinks. It, okay. it means tea and coffee. Oh, cause of the caffeine Mormons are, I, th- it's very complicated the way that it's been interpreted okay. in the modern times. So Mormon women, fun fact, Mormon women are like hardcore addicted to Diet Coke. All, most of the women in my family are like hardcore <laughs> addicted to Diet Coke and a lot of women in Utah. There are these weird places in Utah that are um, soda stands, like an old timey soda jerk. It's this drive through place. I think one's called Fizz and another one's called a different thing. But it's places where you just only get soda and then they just pump different things. You get a dirty soda, like a dirty Diet Coke. Yeah. And it means like that they pump different syrups in it. Okay. But anyway, they're hardcore addicted <laughs> yeah. to Diet Coke. And that has caffeine in it, so it's very complicated. And they're also like Mormons love a good hot chocolate. Yeah. Um, and that's hot. Yes. So it's interesting where uh, where the line stands in modern days because this law was put in place in the olden Forever times. Ago, yeah. Uh and so I think that's the interesting thing is a lot of people are really worried about about pot because it's like, oh well if you can get it as a prescription in Utah, then everybody's gonna do that. Because Utah also has a really bad problem with prescription drugs. Because oh. nobody does drugs or drinks or anything and then they like get in a rollerblading accident and the doctor prescribes them Oxycontin and all yeah. of a sudden they're like hawking their yeah piano or something. You wow. Know? That happened on uh, This Is Life with Lisa Ling. Did you ever see that? No. (laughs) (laughs) But I believe it. She explores America. And yeah, it's a really big, like, um, prescription drug abuse in Utah is a big thing because people don't really have that release of stress that other people tend to in in other religions or just in non-religion. Yeah. And so they'll just, it's easier for them to justify, like, oh, I got this from my doctor. And... So if it comes from the doc, if it's prescribed, then it's okay. Is that what you're saying? Is that that's the justification? Yeah. Okay. So would because you are in the state of California where it is legal, would that make it okay? That's the interesting thing. I've been sort of operating on. Uh, it's easier to ask forgiveness than <laughs> permission. <laughs> sort of. Uh, <laughs> 
mentality <laughs> where it was like when I moved here and it was uh, just a medicinal thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, great, well, I'll get a prescription for it and then I'll for my anxiety and depression and then I'll do that. So uh, so I did that, but I didn't know at the time that it's like, oh, you go to a doctor that's not like a normal doctor. He's not like normal doctor. It was but like, he's still a doctor. He's still a doctor, but I just thought it was interesting that it's yeah. like, it wasn't at like my regular doc. I had to go right. to a different doctor at this place called the Hollywood easy <laughs> clinic. <laughs> <laughs> like He was like not in the room and he, it was like an iPad taped up to a chair and he was like in San Diego on a surf trip. No shit. Yeah. He wasn't even there. No, he wasn't even there. And then you just sit down and then you're like, I have headaches. And then he's like, okie dokie. And he writes it for you. And then you just go out in the world and you didn't, you know, you don't go to your regular pharmacy. You go yeah. to like a dispensary where they have like Cheez-Its <laughs> that have weed in it and stuff uh, <laughs> by the freeway. And so those are so good. I think that that, that is the sort of, um, the sort of thing where it's like, I believe in the medicinal purposes of it, but also at the same time, uh, I think the way that they're proposing it in Utah as a law makes people nervous because they're just like, what? They don't even tell you how much to take, you know, like, yeah, it's sort of it's a wild, wild west sort of time with mar- marijuana. <laughs> I almost said marinara. Uh, marinara. I, wor- I worked marinara, at restaurants marijuana. for like 10 years. So marinara, marinara, marinara comes out the mouth. A lot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> marinara is good. That should be a flavor. Mar- marinara, marijuana. Mar- Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Marinara marijuana. Yeah, Say that a tomato three times acidic. Marinara marijuana. Marinara marijuana. Marinara marijuana. Marinara marijuana. I can't even try to. Uh, <laughs> when you did it, I was like, I'll, mer, mer, I'll mer, pretend mer. to try. That's when, the, you know, when people are like, 
uh, try to do math together where they're like, let's see, what's 17 times four? No. No, yeah, no, me <laughs> the neither. And then they're no. like, and then I just sit there with them and pretend that I'm doing it yeah, too. And then wait. they go, oh, I think it's like 70, 78, 79. And then I just go, yeah, that's yeah. what I got. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't do anything. I'm I the same help. way. <laughs> I'm so bad with numbers. Yeah. Whatever feels good. Whatever takes your mountain high. It's real. Not sugar hey everybody, this week on repeat, I've got Sweet Life by Frank Ocean. Um, I don't really have anything meaningful to say about this song. I just really like it. Uh, I grew up in LA, in Long Beach, so I know all about that sweet beach life. Uh, but I bust my ass like so much to, to get what I want and to get to where I want to be. Still not there, but... Um, you know, hopefully I will be there. Uh, but this song is all about, <laughs> uh, like, why see the world when you got the beach? Um, because there are other beaches around the world to see, maybe, Frank. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, if you want to catch everything else I've been playing on repeat, then you can follow me uh, on Apple Music at Cool Black Chick. Enjoy the rest of this episode. Bye. Is exactly what I wanted. It's everything I thought it would be. But this neighborhood is getting trippier every day. The neighborhood is going apeshit crazy. I believe in the medicinal purposes of marijuana, but I also see people's point of being nervous about it because it's just like the law can sort of seem like once it becomes medicinal can sort of feel like the sort of like free for all. I mean, sure. It c- but <laughs> it's no, do you drink alcohol no. either? Okay. Um, have you ever? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah. There was a good, uh, a period. I took a walkabout. <laughs> <laughs> what was that like? Um, I don't know. It wasn't really that big of a deal. Like I come from a Mormon family. We're, we're from this town called Ogden, Utah, which is a railroad town. And so my grandparents are like railroad people. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like a that part of Utah feels different than the rest of it. And it's like they all swore. They all drank at some points. Mm-hmm. They, you know, had were pregnant with babies before they got married and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. You know, not the traditional what you would think of Mormonism. So like my walkabout wasn't any sort of like huge departure. It didn't feel like. Okay. Um, trying to get back into to church, I realized what a big departure it was, mm. but it didn't feel like any sort of like, like turning my back and. Okay. Or anything like that. I was just sort of doing what I wanted and wasn't interested in. Yeah the church at the time and also utah you know like utah's primarily mormon like the 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 neighborhood i grew up in was like 80 percent mormon like i could think of the houses in my neighborhood of the people who weren't Mormon. Yeah. you know <laughs> and so culturally that was annoying to me of just like mm. growing up in such a homogenized place and so it wasn't until i moved to chicago that i got more interested in it 
and was like, I can separate the culture from the doctrine and see what, see if it makes sense to me. Yeah. And then I was able to do that. But I was never like a huge partier. I wasn't like going on benders or anything. Right. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't seem like a bender kind of dude. It's the glass. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And so you started using it for depression at what point in your life and anxiety? So, So I first smoked weed when I was like 18 or something like that, mm-hmm. just for fun and stuff. And then I noticed that I was just generally more at ease with life. Um, and then when I was in Chicago and I got back into church, I didn't have health insurance or anything like that. And I had been on antidepressants previously. And I was like, I don't really have access to those. And I do remember weed helping. So. Yeah. I found uh, somebody who had like a cookie hookup because I was just like, back then I was just like, it makes sense. Smoking is known to be bad for your body. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, I won't smoke it, but I'll find this like cookie thing and try to like find a dose that doesn't get me like blitzed out of my mind, but would just like sort of help as sort of like, I've always thought of it as like bunting, you know, like campaign bunting. Oh. The Mm -hmm. red, white, and blue stuff where it's just sort of like you have it and then it's you sort of drop down a little bit again and then you take it again so you're back up and mm-hmm. then just sort of like you know yeah um and then that worked for a while and then of course there is a hypocrisy with it because it's like did i eat two or three cookies when i went to see gravity in 3d <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> right and then you have to you know check yourself once in a while and be like is this for to help me or is this for fun and every once in a while it's it's been for, for, for fun. fun yeah that seems okay to me, though. Like, you kind of need those moments. Because um, also, like, how do you know how far to go if you ne- never go that far? Does that make sense? I guess so. Yeah. I mean, there's, like, you know, in my core, there's, like, uh, the fear of, like, moral relativism, you know, where it's just, like, you know, that old thing of, like, it's the gateway drug, which it's not. <laughs> Definitely it not. It just really is. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. No. Um, isn't that weird that we were taught that? No. Um, you don't think so? <laughs> I, we were taught a lot of things that just don't That's make true. sense. <laughs> Christopher Columbus. <laughs> yeah. If you still believe that uh, weed is a gateway drug. Mm, maybe you should check some weed. <laughs> check Christopher Columbus. Um, yeah. My cat is gone. She is. Um, uh, so when, uh, how long have you been dealing with your depression? Um, I've been trying to think about that. It's pretty much my whole life. Yeah. It runs in my family. Okay. My grandma had uh, depression really bad. Um, and there's not really any stigma attached to it with my, with my family. Like my mom was on antidepressants growing up and it was just sort of a thing that we talked about um in our in our family so i don't remember i mean we can't get real deep my grandma attempted suicide when i was like in middle school no i was in elementary Mm -hmm. and that was like the first time where like i went to uh, a therapist to like talk about that or whatever yeah and um and then yeah probably just like puberty and stuff when you know your hormones are going and stuff and you realize yeah 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 and then yeah just like general it's not the worst depression and i'd say it's like (laughs) a mild low grade like melancholy with some 
anxieties mm. sprinkled in. Mm-hmm. And I've been dealing with it for so long that even in like moments that I think might be scary to other people, um, they're not very scary to me because it's just sort of like been around. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? Okay. So can you describe uh, maybe your darkest moment with depression? Like what were you feeling or what was happening? Like the, the deepest that you feel like you have experienced depression? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, I don't, I don't know the answer mm-hmm. to it. But I know that uh, that the feeling is just like that you're like totally stuck. Yeah. I have this. Mm, I'm not going to put it out into the world. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Um, it's there. It's there. I sort of had this thought sometimes of like um, sp- speaking things to power is like a real thing. And are we empowering our problems? And like, Mm -hmm. you know, in, you know, this is rambly, you know, on the news when they would just be like, the burglar broke in this way. And it's like, well, don't show us. Right. (laughs) There's burglars. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I feel like that where it's like, oh, do I want to share my darkest moments with the world? Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, then that could like unlock a door for somebody else. I don't know. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, that's okay. Uh, what about, uh, what are your triggers for anxiety? Um, it's procrastination. It's if I, if I'm not doing something that I should be doing, uh, or like, you know, nowadays part of my anxiety as an early adult was just like not understanding finances or like how to pay my bills and stuff. And then I would just, Mm. I didn't file my taxes for like five years Wow. because I just, uh, one year I needed one of those like I nines where you're you're like your own business person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I couldn't figure that out. So I just flipped out and didn't do it. And then (laughs) the next year it was like, I still can't figure that out. And then it was like five years. Yeah. And then of course that creates more anxiety and more fear of just like not doing so uh just like i try to keep on top of like everything and just like i remember when i was a kid my grandma would just like get a bill in the house and then write a check for it and send it right away yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) calm down it's not due until and now i'm like no i get it (laughs) i wish i could do that (laughs) (laughs) yeah sometimes well yeah that's the thing when i was like 20 or something it was like i can't send it right now they're not gonna get any money yeah (laughs) um and this is why we both hate numbers (laughs) yeah um what uh so you you mentioned that your your grandmother attempted suicide has anyone else in your family no she was the only one but she holds a pretty good record she she uh yeah she was uh a really funny and awesome lady who i was really close to and she just um had a bunch of depression and anxiety and uh just couldn't manage it and then uh attempted suicide like four or five times wow over and that was like during my adolescence like during my early teen years and yeah stuff. um and so i think that definitely contributed to my depression um and so that you know other people in my family have uh depression issues but nobody's ever They're and i think far. she sort of serves as a warning post to us absolutely you know of just like 
figure it out, you know, and we, you know, I've talked about it with my siblings of just like, we have those things where it's like, you work all week and then like Saturday rolls around. My sister was like, and I didn't do anything at all. And then I was like, Oh, I understand where my grandma's brain went. You mm-hmm. know, cause she was like retired and just sitting at her house all the time. And it's like, yeah. and reading like murder books. <laughs> she was really into murder. books. can't imagine why she got spooked <laughs> about life. Um, 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 I had another question. I'm losing all my good questions. And so, so you've never, had any suicidal thoughts? Um, I've thought about like the it as a thing, but never thought about doing it myself. And I again, I think that that I don't know if that's just because of like the pain and the and the intensity that that caused with my grandma. You know, like eventually she was committed committed to the state. Um, wow. and was like in a full on like state mental hospital and uh, was put on like Medicaid to pay for it. And this is the weird thing. When she got out of the uh, mental hospital, my family got a bill for like a hundred thousand dollars because she was in the state mental hospital, but she was, the judge told her to go there. It's like, you can't, like, when people go to jail and you get out, you don't get a bill for $100,000 right. for being in jail. Like, the judge told you you had to go to jail, and then that's where you yeah. were. So it was a very confusing thing, and then they actually, like, they did it through Medicaid, and they took her house and stuff to pay oh, for shit. it. And, um, yeah, so it was like a, um, it was just a long, sad process and you know she was a single mom she worked her whole life to have that house and stuff and then you know my it wasn't a huge house or anything but my mom and my uncle didn't have any sort of like inheritance or anything Mm -hmm. which isn't what you're looking for but uh it just sort of took everything yeah wow yeah um is she still around or no she died regular style right (laughs) (laughs) regular stuff I'm laughing at that (laughs) sorry um how did she pass away um it was it's interesting so she was just older she was was eventually in assisted living and she did get better for quite a while where she was feeling great and she lived in an assisted living facility and she was like wee bowling and all sorts of stuff wee bowling (laughs) bowling she actually broke her hip wee bowling no (laughs) grandma i think that's the downside because then they gave her a bunch of medication Uh. and uh it it was just this like sort of slippery slope where they gave her this medication that uh, had a side effect that made her mouth do a weird thing and she kept licking her lips a bunch and then she wasn't eating, and it just all sort of deteriorated. And I don't know how it happened. I guess I don't know if she starved to death. I don't know, want to think about it like that. Ooh. Okay, let's not think about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, she, you know, persevered and, uh, you know, and lived her life. When I went home for her funeral and I saw her in her casket, I just sort of like, I don't even know. If I might have done it out loud of just like, you did it. <laughs> like, not in, a, not in a, I mean, it is kind of dark, but just like, you got there yeah. and you didn't cheat or yeah i mean that's mean to say but yeah yeah um uh your grandmother sounds like she went through some shit yeah and that was the hard thing is like we 
I don't think that we were fully, um, I don't think we fully comprehended why it was confusing to us because we weren't adults yet, really. Uh, my, my mom was, but we were just, uh, we were kids. And for me, it was just like, just get up and put on pants. Like how ca- hard could it be? Yeah. And you don't understand the paralysis that happens with a person when they just can't mm-hmm. do that. And they're just stuck in those cycles in their brain. And so it, it was a long time for me, like understanding why that, why that all happened. And I don't understand why still, but just like yeah. how it could be possible when she was retired and she didn't have any money problems or anything mm-hmm. and it was just like she had a grandkids and a family that she loved and totally, you know yeah. and it was just like it felt uh it felt selfish t- to me at the time and then as you get older you realize you know oh i wish i was like more understanding of yeah that. i mean but then again i was 12 yeah you, know, you like didn't know you, yeah um you do as 12 year olds do yeah um thank you for sharing that that was sure that's pretty cool um uh how how are you these days um um these days i'm uh fairly good i would say that everybody i know is kind of uh having a tough time these past i don't know the world just seems like brand new in a bad way yeah (laughs) sometimes and it feels like there's like a phoenix thing happening where things are like as it's destructing, good things are happening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's hard to manage and that's hard to like uh, deal with sometimes. But I would say if I look at myself objectively, I'm better than I ever have been. You know, like I'm getting up earlier. You know, I have a healthier lifestyle than I ever have been. And that's not to say that I don't feel bad yeah. sometimes, but I definitely managing it better than I ever have before and that's kind of all you can yeah hope for yeah you seem super put together do <laughs> I? Uh, yeah, no there's a lot of like <laughs> there's a lot of like eating over the sink and stuff that happens <laughs> and like yeah do I, you have a um do you still see a therapist or a doctor uh no i just signed up for one of those sliding scale therapists in yeah. la and i'm on a waiting list for who knows how long yeah uh, but that was really helpful for me i did it in new york uh, when I lived there a couple of years, it seems like as soon as you get to New York, you're just like, I have to go to therapy right now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had done that, man. Yeah. Cause New York's just like, Oh, I gotta be on my a game. And if I'm not there, I gotta figure out how to get there because this is going to eat me a lot. There's just an electric buzz there yeah. that gives you, that just turns up your anxiety <laughs> yeah, to yeah. A, a certain level. So, um, so I went there and I really liked it. And I also really liked, um, cognitive behavioral therapy where you go it's like a a period of time it's like 12 weeks and you go for a reason and then you work through that reason and you can go again for Mm -hmm. a different reason but there's really a focus so that I think there's my mom's one of them where she's had the same therapist for like 20 years and she almost treats him like a psychic or something (laughs) I'm gonna go ask Patrick (laughs) (laughs) you know because you don't want to just be like beholden to a therapist or be addicted to anything <laughs> yeah. in life. Um, so I like, I have liked that approach mm. to it. Yeah. yeah. That sounds cool. Um, well, cool. I think I'm all out of questions. So okay. let's wrap it up. Okay. Um, is there anything that you're working on or you want to plug? Um, 
I wish that there was more substantial thing. Yes, I promise I'm working on stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you can come to Eno Vino in Atwater Village. I'm there like two Oh, what is it called? It's called Eno Vino. It's in the basement of a wine bar. Come see your favorite Mormon <laughs> performing at a wine bar. <laughs> Here I am talking about weed. <laughs> I'm tearing down everybody's stereotypes of... of a white male Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do it. Um, is there anything that you would like to say to any uh, uh, fellow Mormon listeners, if we have them out there? Oh. Um. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. I thought about it. <laughs> you did. Thanks for watching and being open-minded to the idea that that we don't know everything. No shit. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, thank you, Skylar. Thank you. Um, I'm your girl, Marcella Riley. That has been another episode of High Hopes. Um, check out my other podcast, Why People Do Black Things. Um, Is it white people do white black? people do <laughs> black things? Do you introduce them to a black thing and then they do it? Mm-hmm. Well, ish. Um, some of the episodes have been the, so the last episode. I got we got our hair did. Um, we just went to a black salon, um, and the black stylist was working on uh, my friend Samantha. She's actually uh, a guest on a previous episode. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so she did both of my podcasts. Um, so she got her hair did. Another episode was uh, we went and saw Get Out when that came out. Get Out. Nice. Um, we went to the MLK parade. Um, what else have we done? Uh, ate some fried chicken, talked about food. Um, yeah, so shit like that. Cool. Yeah. I love that. I'll listen to it. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I just bring people on my show, on this to show, get, to get them to listen to the other, the other one. one. And yeah. vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> um, well, that's it, everybody. Uh, goodbye. Bye. Hey y'all, it's Marcella again. I just noticed that some folks still haven't subscribed to the podcast, so I just want to remind y'all to do that. Um, It'll only take a few seconds. Just go wherever you're listening to High Hopes and click subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. And then come get high with us on Instagram. You can follow us at High Hopes Live, and you can also find me at Cool Black Chick. I appreciate you for listening to this whole episode. Uh, You rock and enjoy life. (laughs) Bye. for listening to dope comedians subscribe now to access bonus episodes clips and audio subscribe on apple podcasts and youtube podcasts and follow us on social media at dope comedians until next time live long and slay